Hello there once again to 55 in Maine as we journey through a galaxy far, far away. Today's episode is part two in the conclusion of our discussion on the Star Wars franchise. Mark and I welcome back our guest Joel Riesbos to dive deep into the modern era of Star Wars. From the Clone Wars and Rebels, the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm, the sequel trilogy and Star Wars stories, to the future of this enduring saga. Listen along to hear Joel have some pretty harsh criticism of the sequel films thus far, but agreement between all three of us that Rogue One is the best film from the Disney era. We also agree that Rey and Kylo Ren are the best characters from the sequel trilogy and discuss our hopes for Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. And try not to pay attention to a background cameo appearance from my daughter, who woke up from her nap early. And as always, may the Force be with you at the intersection of 55 and Main, where all hyperlanes lead to Disney. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we left off our previous episode talking about the Star Wars franchise, uh, and we're going to continue that conversation. Uh, I'm here with... Mark. I'm Spencer, and we're bringing back uh, our guest. Uh, introduce yourself again. Oh, Joel. All right. Uh, and so uh, we're going to continue this conversation um, about Star Wars. Um, and uh, we finished the previous episode talking about the prequel trilogy. Um, and so we're going to start off uh, right after that, kind of during and after the prequels. Um, the expanded universe continued with more books. Um, and a few that kind of popped off to me were uh, there was a cool Obi-Wan Kenobi book. Uh, the Jedi Academy uh, books were really cool. Uh, and then I think the best one is uh, Darth Plagueis by James Lucino, which is about um, uh, Darth Plagueis is Palpatine's Sith master uh, who uh, is mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. And uh, that book is kind of about kind of the rise of Palpatine, and it's, it's a really cool book. But um, with, uh, with Mark here, there are a couple really notable video games that came out during this time. Uh, and so uh, the first is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, and so you had the introduction of two major characters into Star Wars canon, and they are both official canon now. Mm -hmm. uh, they are not uh, uh, legends. Uh, but those are Darth Revan, who's kind of started the Sith Order, and you had Darth Bane, who destroyed the Sith, but maintained the rule of two, uh, that the Sith should only be two. Um, and so, Mark, you're the gamer here. Did you play KOTOR? I did not. You did not. I know. I, I even know it's called KOTOR. Uh, I never played it, though. I did play Force Unleashed, which okay. is rad, and I did play a game called Jedi Knight 2, Okay. Dark Forces, which was like super, super cool. Um, like really good job of implementing new characters. So both those games that I played, you weren't Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or anything. You were new characters. And, and Force Unleashed, you're Starkiller, yeah. who is a secret apprentice of Darth Vader, which yes. is super cool. Yeah. So have you played any of these games? Have you I've, played Force Unleashed? I've played Force Unleashed a long time ago. I never played KOTOR, though. Okay. What? I'm the only yeah. one that played. I'm not, I'm not a gamer. Mark knows this. And so KOTOR is like, in a, you can't just pick up and play KOTOR. It's nope. like a deep RPG. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, many, many hours I spent. <laughs> I, I went through it twice. Wow. Yeah. Although I tried to be evil one time through. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I just couldn't <laughs> cut down the old man and take his, uh, take his credits. So, so, Joel, let me ask you that. KOTOR is like, 
in Star Wars circles and Star Wars yeah. fandom, it is like one of the legit stories. Like yep. people love this, not just the game, but the story itself of yeah. of, of the reveal that I think you're you be the twist is the like, twist is the whole person you've been searching for is yourself. Yes, yes. And like it it, it blows yeah, it just was like it blows your mind when, when you get to that point. Spoiler alert, sorry, everybody. But um, <laughs> for, it's been out for, for how many game. it's been out for how many years now? <laughs> Twenty years. But you don't know how you get there, so that's, uh, that's the, right. the journey. Yes. Um it's it is beloved. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. You get to oh, because you have to go you have to go undercover into the Siths. With the Sith temple, you go to all these different places that are like force. Um, there's like a Jedi enclave. There's Coruscant. There's Mandalorians. There's it's it's amazing. Like it's just you guys need to play it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, ugh. isn't the Game of Thrones guys? Aren't there? Isn't there Star Wars? trilogy about kotor so that's sort of? the rumor yeah. is that the and i'm i'm not quite sure when this episode will air so uh we're recording this before d23 uh-huh. uh and i i think there might be some uh announcements at d23 about Got certain it. things i'm not i'm not totally sure about that yeah but the rumor is that because their wheelhouse is kind of this medieval fantasy type stuff mm-hmm. uh that they're gonna their, their films that they've been hired to do are somehow related to the Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, so one of the things about this era, which I was bummed out when Disney when Disney bought, uh, it may have happened before, but when Disney bought Lucasfilm, LucasArts kind of folded. Right? Yeah. They kind of yeah. canceled LucasArts. Right. Uh, yeah. And so now the Star Wars games are produced by like EA and uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh-huh. But LucasArts was killing it, right? Like yes. They had some... Really good games. Oh, we had Rogue Squadron for yeah, the Rogue N64. Squadron. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And there was a cool... I, I remember... I don't know if it was a tie-in with Phantom Menace, but they had a really cool pod racer game, too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, That's we had right. that. We had that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Mark, you're the you're the gamer here. Well, maybe, Joel, you are, too. I am, too. Yeah, That's right. Okay. So, the video games currently have been pretty... Criticized, yeah. Right? Battlefront, Battlefront Two. Right. Mm-hmm. We've got Jedi Fallen Order coming out, which is supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, but um, why aren't the video games killing it like they used to? It's well, EA is considered to be. It always is like number one in the rankings of like the worst place to work or like the worst employer to have in not just video game industry, like any industry. Hmm. And so they have been in charge of these next Battlefront games. Battlefront 1 was, no one really liked it that much because there was no, There's no story, story element yeah. to it. Yep. And then Battlefront 2, no one liked that because in order to be good at the game, you got to pay a bunch of money yeah, for have, these uh, like see, loot packs. As, yeah. a, as a gamer, like, or as, as a non-gamer myself, yeah. I just remember as a kid, like, you would go to, like, the store, like mm. Target or GameStop mm-hmm. or something, and you would buy... A game, yeah, and you'd pop it in, and that was the game, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Yep. But now the video game industry has completely changed, and yes. now you buy the game, but you can also win or earn or buy additions to the game. It just, it always, I never, I quite, I never quite understand it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and the there's like there's Call of Duty games where 
to be really good at it, you just have to put in the hours, you know? And so you could jump in and get wasted by some kid who's been playing for like 100 hours. But these games are different because you may get wasted, but you get wasted by someone who spent 100 bucks upgrading their guy and getting all these loot cards and stuff. And so that sent a huge, there's even like, um, I think Hawaii has made it illegal. It's like gambling essentially oh, wow. to kind of like, because the way they did it is they'd make you buy these packs. And so it wasn't like I'm spending $10 to buy this gun. It's like I'm spending $10 to buy like a pack of cards and maybe you get junk in your pack of cards and you're like, okay, I'm gonna spend 10 more dollars because I want this. Nope, didn't get that pack. 10 more dollars. Nope, didn't get in that pack. Next thing you know, you spend so much money getting this one specific little thing that you want. And it was a huge mess. Like, almost ruined the release of the game. Yeah. And have you played Battlefront or Battlefront 2? I played them. They're good. They're good? Well, I bought them on sale for $5. Okay. So I didn't feel bad about <laughs> so it. So it was worth it. And, it I, worth the and five I just bucks. played the story mode. And I was like, this is cool. So, yeah. So Battlefront yeah. 2 has the story mode with yeah. uh, the Inferno squad, right? Who yes. are um, Empire Imperials. Mm -hmm. But then they like turn, right? They yes. become so it's part post of the Jedi. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it it was it's like five hours long, but like really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so that brings us uh, to kind of the next era uh, of Star Wars. Um, Mark, I have a question for yeah. you. I, th I think Joel can answer this. I'm not sure, but um, we have a question that we've asked uh, our guests before. Yeah, yeah. Do they know who Tony Baxter is? Right. That's our, that's our, uh, <laughs> that's right. question to figure out their level of fandom. Yeah. So real quick, Joel, do you know who Tony Baxter is? It's so funny. Cause when you said that, my head went to Tony Braxton <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, <laughs> Tony Baxter. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Tell her. He is like the Michael Jordan of Imagineers who like Imagineers create Disneyland rides. So he created Big Thunder Mountain. He created Splash Mountain. He created Star Tours. He created Indiana Jones ride. He's like the man when it comes to Disneyland stuff. Yeah. So my question for you, Mark. Okay. Yes. Do you know who Dave Filoni is? <laughs> Never heard of him <laughs> Never in my heard life. Of him. Okay. Do you know who Dave Filoni is, Joel? He has something to do with the Clone Wars. He pro produced... He, did he write that? Yeah, so he, so uh, <laughs> Dave Filoni is kind of uh, seen in Lucasfilm and, and kind of within Star Wars fandoms, kind of the heir apparent to George Lucas. Ah, okay. So he worked with, uh, he was kind of the apprentice of George Lucas on the Clone Wars. So this next segment, we're going to get into the animated movie and series uh, Clone Wars in 2008. Uh, and Dave Filoni had a very heavy hand in that. He worked right alongside George Lucas developing the stories and the animation. Um, he um, is kind of the showrunner of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, he's directing the pilot of The Mandalorian, working mm -hmm. with Jon Favreau. So he's kind of a, a very uh, big influence in Lucasfilm. So um, when it comes to The Clone Wars, uh, it premiered with an actual animated movie theatrically released. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I uh, do you want to know when I saw this? Sure. I saw opening this. Opening night. Uh, it was opening weekend. We had flown to, we were in for our good friend from college's wedding. So we went to go see it the night before he got married. Okay. <laughs> As like. A bachelor party? A bachelor party. But, <laughs> but this guy is one of these, like you and him would get along really well because he is a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Beyond you and me. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. And. He, his claim to fame is he shares a birthday with George Lucas. Wow. So, May 14. 
Um, so that's when I saw it. And so it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. But I watched it in good company because we were all Star Wars fans. So that was nice to see it with I, I gotta hear. I gotta hear your opinion on this because this is the show we're gonna talk about. The show is very beloved yes. by fans and kind of brought Star Wars back to the forefront. The movie <laughs> is very much maligned and very criticized. Most people don't like the movie, but the show, like the show, is loved by most Star Wars people. Well, some confused. Clone Wars is not the TV show. It is. Rebels is the TV show. No, there's show. both. There's two. There's two yeah. TV shows. There's two, yes. Oh. Yeah, so, okay, so the Clone Wars, there was an early animated series, kind of anime style, that premiered actually before Revenge of the Sith. Yep. That um, there was like, I don't know, 10 to 20 episodes that then just kind of And got, it was different. It was different anim- anime styles. Yeah, it was, styles. it was like Samurai Jack, like uh, that Some of them, style. but then there were other ones that were different. Yeah. style. It was like a, a compilation of like different people's yeah. stories. And they were 2D. They were hand-drawn. Yes. Um, so in 2008, they decided to make uh, a 3D animation style version of the Clone Wars, which take place between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, so what was that theater experience like? Because it didn't make a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. especially by Star Wars standards. Like, yeah. What was that like? Um... It was like we were kind of, we were excited because it was like another Star Wars thing, you know, kind of like you said. If there's a Star Wars thing, I'm gonna see it. Yeah, you know. Totally, yeah. Um, but then it was <laughs> well, zeros in it. And yeah, it was zero like, the hut. Yeah, the whole the, the whole hut plot is, it. is um, it, his uh, Jabba's son, son gets, gets kidnapped. kidnapped. Yeah. Um, and then so you it it was. Ahsoka's in that. Yeah, that's the introduction, that's the introduction of Ahsoka. That's the introduction to Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like really random. It just seemed really random. Yeah, and, and, and the show started out that way too yes. because the show was aired out of order. It was not like this happens this chronologically. Right. It was like... It's circular storytelling. Yeah, this, this happens in this section of the galaxy and then this happens over here. Whoa. They kind of fixed that by like season two. They all became kind of linear, but... Um, yeah, the show brought back kind of Star Wars for a lot of people. Yep. Uh, you have the introduction of some great characters yep. in uh, Clone Wars, especially Ahsoka Tano. Mark, do you know who Ahsoka Tano is? No idea. No idea. <laughs> okay. Don't. Is this, is this like right, saying so I don't know who Han Solo is? Is it like no. that big of a person no, uh, to no. the Clone Wars, I guess? For Star Wars people, probably. Yes. Okay. So Ahsoka Tano is um, Anakin's... Padawan. So the Jedi, wow. the Jedi um, Council, yeah. decided, hey, like, in yeah. order to kind of make Anakin mature a little bit, kind let's of, let's give him, a let's give him Padawan. a Padawan, someone to teach. Yeah. Between um, two and three. Attack of the, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now, while he is having to fight in the Clone Wars, he also has a Padawan to be training in the Force. Uh, so it's, you know, he's like trying to become his mature. Jedi self, but then he also now he's saddled with this like spunky little kid almost like she's she's young. It's a yeah. she. she. It's a yes. girl. Yes, yes. She's a Whoa. well. She's like a Twi'lek. Is she? A Twi- she's not a Twi'lek. It's a different oh. kind, but it's similar to a Twi'lek. That's what she looks like. I've she's seen. Got, I've seen her. You've before. seen her. Yeah. Yeah. So she must be the first. I showed canon, Mark a picture of her. Yeah. She must be the first canon girl Jedi, right? I know Leia is. T- she has that in her, but 
Have there been other girl Jedi's? It like in the background. Background. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, like, and like in, in the exp- expanded universe, like uh, Jaina Solo is, oh, okay. is Leia yes. and Han's daughter. Okay. She's a she but on film. On film, no. And she's so like, like the first big one, right? Yeah. Cool, and like then that. you get to know more of the women masters in the Clone Wars, which is really great because Ahsoka goes and works with since yeah they're at war. So then if Anakin gets got put on a mission, um, Ahsoka gets left behind, or she when she gets a little older gets assigned to work with different Jedi. Hmm. masters so you kind of get that was a really great tool for them to get us to know the people in the background yes and it's a great way to explore anakin's character yes uh, as well because one of the major storylines in clone wars is that ahsoka uh, gets framed for these crimes and she becomes disillusioned with the jedi council and she withdraws from the jedi order uh, and it's like a punch to the gut for Anakin. Yeah. Which, oh. like, if you like, if you think, if you look at it as this big long story, her departure and her um, uh, disillusionment becomes part of his disillusionment, uh, and so it's a gr- it's a great yep. plot uh, for for Ahsoka. And this yep. is just all in the Clone Wars. All in the Clone Rebels. Wars animated series. Yeah, gotcha. Rebels. Yeah. No, okay. not Rebels. Gotcha. So you've got Ahsoka, you've got Captain Rex, who is. Essentially, the main character, the main clone character the main clone in the character. Clone Wars, uh, he is um, uh, the commander of the 501st Legion, who works with Anakin. So, uh, different clone divisions work with different Jedi Masters, and so he uh, works very closely with Anakin. Commander Cody works with Obi Wan, who he's the guy in Revenge of the Sith who turns on Obi Wan. So uh, sad. Yeah, there's there's some great clone characters. Uh, they go. They delve deep into like Order sixty six stuff and the yep. chip that's Palpatine put into their head. Yep. Um, there's some really cool stuff there, uh, and so um, I think some of the best stuff is the Anakin Obi Wan friendship, because like in A New Hope, like Obi Wan tells Luke like he was a good friend of mine, and you don't really get the sense of that in the actual prequel movies, but here in the Clone Wars, they are buddies, and yep. it's really cool to see. Yeah, um, you've got, and here, Mark, this is important information for you. Okay. Okay. You've got the resurrection of Darth Maul. Darth Maul lives. They bring him back in the Clone Wars. He oh. gets spider legs. He gets mechanical Whoa. legs. It's it's super cool. It's creepy. But cool. But cool. Yeah. Ew. Well, and you get to see, you see Darth Maul's um, brother. Brother. Yeah. And like where he comes from, and Darth Maul's brother shows up. Uh, working with what's her face, the witch, the night sisters, the yeah. night sisters, and then uh, yeah, so you kind of see where Darth Maul even comes from. Yeah, ooh, and you get are there other people red like him? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, uh, his brother's like yellow, I think. Yeah, they're different. And then yeah, but they have like the little the horns. horns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's some cool force mythology stuff with Yoda, and they they dive deep into that stuff. So. Um, uh, but then there was that one episode. Which where, one? Where they're stuck in the thing. With the uh, the father, the sister, and it the was son. Like, yes. Yeah. So the good versus uh, Mortis. The good yeah. versus evil. Yes. One of them. Is, I I was confused. Which they they doubled down on that in Star Wars Rebels as well. There's a plot point in, in Rebels about that. Oh really? So okay. yeah. I didn't get that far yet. Yeah. So um, Joel and I. 
have watched this. We we know quite a bit about it. Yeah. Um, there's uh, five five seasons, and then they released a sixth season um, on Netflix because it yep. was unaired. And now on Disney Plus, they're going to come back with a final seventh season. And the big rumor is that it's literally going to line up exactly with Revenge of the Sith. Cool. Um, so. Mark, do you yeah. have any interest in maybe watching this ever, or uh, is this something that, you know, the you movies are the movies are fine and you don't need to see any of this? It's the kind of thing I would not watch it on my own, but if my kids get into it and they're old enough to watch it, it's something I could see myself doing with them. But I wouldn't just like thirty-five-year-old me sit down and be like, "Let's plow through the Clone Wars." <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. Um, but it does sound cool the way you're describing it. Does sound super, super interesting. If, like, Joel and I put our heads together and, like, came up with the top ten Clone Wars episodes or, uh, like, the most important ones or the ones that, like, are important to the story, would you watch those ten? I would. How, how standalone are they? Is it, like, there's a big bad guy every week? Or, like, would no. I get so lost because, like, I haven't seen these pest- – there's, there's, like, a ten-episode gap I haven't seen. Like, yeah, they so lost. They do one-offs most of the time. Oh, it's really? just one and done. But then one they do does. little arcs, like yeah. a three to four episode arc. I see. Yeah. I see. You know, for sure, if you give me a list, I would definitely watch those. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, I would say, relatively kid-friendly. It's actually... It's dark. It's, it's dark. Because it's the Clone Wars, right? It's war. Yeah. And they don't shy away from some of that. No. Uh-huh. Um, random. How I had the time to watch Clone Wars was... <laughs> it's really funny but not funny. Uh, it worked because I was, this is when I was on my grand jury and I was sitting on the grand jury hearing all the murder evidence and everything. So I had a lot of processing that I you needed to do. cleanse the palate. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I would get off of jury duty. I would go home and I would watch a couple episodes of Clone Wars um, before I would go pick up the girls from school. Uh, because it was like, it is, it's like, it's a, it's a cartoon, it's fantasy violence, there is a, but there is a war, there's darker stuff going on, so like, I don't know, it was really good. It's cool. It, that, but that's why I watched it, because I'm like, I need something to take my mind off of the evil that exists in the world, <laughs> so I will watch my beloved Star Wars as like a therapeutic catharsis <laughs> but like it was it. dark but yeah. it was dark like there's yeah. episodes where like bad whoever's the bad like the bad guy is just like shooting the guy in the back of the head yeah they introduced wow. some cool bounty hunter characters yeah. like uh, boba fett shows up yep um uh who's the guy with the hat yeah he's, he's like blue. a western yeah he's um blue. yeah what's his name uh i'll look him up okay uh uh cad bane cad bane, cad bane. sorry yeah a great character he's a cool bounty hunter guy there's some cool politics in it. Yeah. Yep. It, there's some uh, some great stuff in the Clone Wars. So um, that leads us to the Disney era of Star Wars. And, uh, you know, we're spending two episodes on Star Wars, Mark, and this is a Disney podcast. Yeah, you're right. So this is this is why we're, why we're there. Uh, and so Disney acquires uh, and buys Lucasfilm from George Lucas uh, in 2012 for $4.4 billion dollars. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy becomes president of Lucasfilm. Uh, they institute the Lucasfilm Story Group, and they say everything that came before 2012 is no longer 
matters. It doesn't count. This is Joel's. Uh, uh, this is my. <laughs> Joel's. Uh, my dispute. first issue with this. Yeah, uh, and so they label everything legends. They say those are Star Wars myths. Those are Star Wars legends. They 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 okay. happen in some maybe else world, but they don't count. Uh, and so they say anything new, any new book, any new comic. Uh, any new video game is all going to be part of the story. It's all going to be connected and tied together. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about the video games with Battlefront. They have Vader Immortal, which is a VR game uh, for Oculus. Uh, there's some great books out there. Um, the Aftermath trilogy is set directly after Return of the Jedi. The main character is um, Greg Grunberg's character in Force Awakens. You know who Greg Grunberg is? He's J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams' buddy. He's kind of the chubby pilot guy. He's in it oh, yeah, yeah, very yeah. briefly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, his, uh, he's the main character uh, of that, this group of, of people. His name's Greg Grunberg? Well, that's the actor. I was going to say, like, that's, that's not a very like, Star Wars sounding Star Wars name. name. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forget what his name is now. After, uh, But there's uh, the, the first one wasn't received very well, but... Uh, the second one uh, is called Aftermath Life Debt, and basically the main characters are Han and Chewie, and they go to Kashyyyk to save all the Wookiee slaves, which is really cool. Um, what a good recipe. Han, Chewie, freeing slaves. That sounds and like... The, and, and the Falcon, baby. And the, yeah, it sounds oh, yeah. like a recipe for success. Um, there's uh, the third one uh, uh, is called Empire's End, and it establishes that um, after the Battle of Endor... There, uh, the and after the death of Palpatine, the Empire kind of scrounged together and survived for a year, and they put all their resources into one final battle uh, to try to defeat the rebellion one last time, and that's at the Battle of Jakku. Oh yes, uh, and that's why, like in Force Awakens, there's like mm-hmm. the destroyed Star Destroyers yes. that she scavenges okay, and okay, stuff. Okay. So they're starting to tie these things together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a book that's really cool called uh, Lords of the Sith. It's about the relationship of Palpatine and Vader, uh, and uh, it's really fascinating to see how the Sith operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, also a uh, new Thrawn trilogy written by Timothy Zahn himself, uh, kind of introducing, reintroducing Thrawn back into the uh, new Star Wars canon. Uh, and a really fun book called uh, From a Certain Point of View with 40 short stories that all connect to A New Hope. That's uh, kind of a guilty pleasure for me. It's a little, kind of a fun read. Uh, uh, one author that stands out the most uh, is Claudia Gray. She's done several books. One's called Lost Stars, which is basically Romeo and Juliet within the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, the narrative kind of weaves through the entire uh, original trilogy. The two main characters are this guy and girl, uh, Thane and Sienna, and they fall in love, but they're on opposite sides of the Empire and the Rebellion. Uh, it's really cool. Um, she, Claudia Gray wrote a Leia book when Leia is 16, and it delves into kind of um, how she was adopted by uh, Bail Organa mm-hmm. and how she's this princess in Alderaan. Um, some really cool stuff. There's a great scene in that book where uh, she visits Naboo oh. and uh, Captain Panaka, who's the, uh, the African-American yeah, well, yeah. black yes, guy yeah. in, in Phantom Menace, okay. he kind of recognizes her and is like, you look a lot like Padme. Whoa. But he ends up dying in the book before he can wow. like, tell anybody. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, she did a, a recent book called Master and Apprentice, which takes place before Phantom Menace. 
about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And then the one that ties directly to the sequel trilogy is called Bloodline, and that uh, is kind of a political book, and the main main uh, character is Leia. And uh, uh, in that book, it's revealed to the galaxy that Leia is Darth Vader's daughter, mm-hmm. and it basically ruins her political career. She cannot... That's why in Force Awakens, she's like this general of the resistance who no one like cares about and everything. So there's some really cool hmm. stuff there. Um, so um, what do you guys think about... We talked about this a little bit in our previous episode, but the decision to kind of make all of the previous stuff legends and move forward with every single thing of Star Wars is now going to be connected to each other. I think it's like maybe a little bit taking yourself too seriously. We talked about, um, well, like Galaxy's Edge is considered canon, right? Yes. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea. So it just kind of feels like they put so much emphasis on making everything fit perfectly that they took away from story. And what matters at the end of the day is good stories. And if they're taking stories away to fit some overarching canon, I'm not a fan of that. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I, I think it, I think this decision works for like hardcore people who are like... Yes, who, for sure. Who for are sure. like buying the books, reading the books. I haven't gotten to the comics, but there's some real cool, apparently real cool uh, comic characters. There's a, uh, Dr. Afra, who is like an Indiana Jones character she like goes around the galaxy and looks for artifacts and stuff mm. and she's actually introduced in what's kind of considered the uh best comics right now it's uh, two vader comics there's two lines there's one called vader down and uh, uh i think the other one's just called vader but that one takes place like right after revenge of the sith and uh it's him kind of coming to terms with who he is and the decisions he made the death of padme um, and kind of really becoming an evil Sith Lord. So that one's uh, really cool as well. Uh, but, uh, Joel, what about you? Like, any, th- any of this? Because you're a big fan of the old books. Right. Any of this new stuff sound interesting, sound cool? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it does. It's just really, it's hard for me. Well, and it, I'll explain more. I can ex- I'll explain more when we get to talking about the sequel trilogy. Okay. All right, so we'll save that. Save, save yeah. it. Okay. So let's, one of the big uh, pieces of canon that they added was a, a new animated TV show, and that's Star Wars Rebels. Uh, it ran for four seasons. Uh, Dave Filoni was the showrunner there. Um, I, I looked up some of the ratings. It actually got a decent viewership, more than I thought it did. Um, uh, the series finale uh, got, had 6.5 million viewers. Hey, Whoa. and this is Disney XD. Disney XD. Yeah, Jeez. and it, I think it adds in, like, uh, digital downloads as well, right, like if you right. bought it uh, digitally. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's at its height, uh, the season two finale, and there's a big reason why, uh, had about almost nine million viewers. Holy cow. Yeah, so I was I watched it, and I, I have the DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, uh, but that's actually more people than I thought were watching it. Right. Uh, so, uh, so I'll give you guys a little... And, have you watched? You haven't watched this, Mark. No, you've watched a little bit. I right? watched one and a half seasons. Okay. I don't think I got to. Uh, I'm trying to remember how much I watched. Okay. Um. So the two main characters, and really the main characters are the crew of the, the Ghost, which is the sh- the ship that they're on. But kind of the two main characters are Ezra and Kanan, 
Uh, and uh, Ezra is Force-sensitive, and it's revealed that Kanan survived Order 66, that he was a Jedi Padawan, uh, and his Jedi Master was killed in the Clone Wars, and he has survived yep. uh, the Jedi Purge. Um, they, br- they bring in Thrawn so, uh, in Season 3, uh, so he becomes official canon in Star Wars Rebels. Um, they bring in Darth Vader in Season 2, and it is awesome. Hmm. And they bring in Ahsoka back from the Clone Wars. We find out what she's been up to. And the Season 2 finale, I think why it got so many viewers, is because you have this, you have a lightsaber fight between Vader and Ahsoka. Uh, and, again, if you've watched the Clone Wars, that's Master and Apprentice going at it right. one, yeah, one, one more sense. time. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. truly heartbreaking. It's it's a great, great episode. Um yeah, I didn't get that far. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, you've got uh, they bring Darth Maul back as he calls himself the old master because uh, he's older. Uh, and there's a gr- another great episode called Twin Sons where Maul finds Obi Wan on Tatooine. <gasps> I didn't get that. And far. they have their final battle. It's awesome. So good. Sounds cool. Yeah, so good. Um, they bring in a lot of classic characters. There's several episodes with Lando. Mm. Where the Rebels crew gets involved with uh, his adventures. Uh, R2 and 3PO are on a couple episodes. Leia is in a really fun episode. Um, so they, they bring in some classic characters. They do a lot of tie-ins with Rogue One. Uh, and what Rebels really became was, like, how did the Rebellion start? Because uh, this crew that we're with kind of starts off on one planet, and they don't even realize that there's this larger Rebellion going on, and then they get hooked up. Uh, with uh, the rebellion itself, uh, you've got Mon Mothma who comes in. They bring in mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker uh, to voice Sagarera, cool. who's in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of cool tie-ins there. Um, it's a really good show. Um, season one is a little—it's a little tougher to get into, but once you get to season two, it's just really, really good. So, um, Mark, would you have any in- interest in watching this one? Which one's shorter? Which one's Rebels. less? Rebels. I, this one sounds to me more up my alley. Okay. This one seems like cool. And the animation style is the same or different? Uh, basically mm-hmm. the same. Basically it's the same. it's 3D animation. Uh, the character designs are slightly different. Than it's Clone a little Wars. more. Um, I don't know if you want to say Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It's a little more Disney yeah. animated. Um, yeah. Clone Wars was on Cartoon Network, oh. and so they could get away with more stuff this one's yeah. a little bit more kid friendly yeah. gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah. no this seems really cool yeah cool. and i'm i want to get back i want to watch i want to get back into it because it for me this is a good link between between what george lucas had and what they're doing now yeah and i think once i get through this i'll have more peace yeah and there's a there's a couple easter eggs in rogue one about rebels so um, chopper who's their droid Oh, yeah. Is on Yavin yep. at the Rebel base, rolling around. And then the ghost ship is in the big battle at the end of Rogue One. So that leads us to the movies. And before we get to the big movies, the sequel trilogy, I want to focus on uh, what they called the Star Wars stories, which they're kind of not really doing anymore. Um, there have been a couple rumored ones that haven't happened. So Boba Fett. Uh, there's a big giant rumor that there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie coming, possibly a Disney Plus series with Ooh, Ewan McGregor. Awesome. Um, there was a Mos Eisley uh, kind of Tatooine 
movie floating around. Scum and villainy. Yep. And then uh, the Jabba movie that we talked about previously with Guillermo del Toro. So there's been several rumored uh, things. But in 2016, you had Rogue One, which made $532 million domestically and $1.05 billion worldwide. Wow. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, in 2018, you have Solo, uh, which made $213 million domestically, barely $200 million, and $392 worldwide. Look at that difference. $1 wow. billion, that's, that's $600 million less than Rogue One. So um, let's get our thoughts on Rogue One and on Solo. I will put this out there. Out of the four movies released by Disney, I think this is the best one. I concur. Especially for the last two minutes when Vader shows <laughs> yeah. up in Rogue One. Wow, that yep. part is so good. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a horror film in that yeah. like, two <laughs> yeah. minutes. Right. He's so yep. scary and they're so desperate to get that, those plans yeah, out. Yeah, and it's cool because yeah. it clicks because you're like, well, those are the costumes from the one that I saw in 1977. You know, it, like it totally makes it seem like oh now i get it like it totally bridges into like almost like you could turn that one off put in episode four and just start watching i've done that and oh it's cool yeah it works perfectly yeah yeah Yeah. um so you've got uh jen urso who's this rebel right and uh, uh she gets hooked up with the rebel alliance and they go on this mission to find her dad who do you guys like the fact that they kind of massaged canon a little bit to say that he put the uh the little hole in the death star for uh, there, there is a flaw there is a flaw to the death star who else did it it's, uh, was there canon before that says well because some... a lot of people have criticized like it's just a plot hole right it's just oh. like of course there's this oh there's a magical duct yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, that will uh-huh. explode the whole thing but so now it's like oh it, it was engineered it. yeah do you like that oh uh, i mean for me that wasn't a big bone of contention Got for it. me so uh, sure. <laughs> Same thing. Great. <laughs> oh, he put it there. Great. I was just kind of like, oh. So what do you guys think about in Rogue? One of the things I like most about Rogue One is that uh, two things. They made two very bold decisions, one story-wise and one just technical-wise. In story, they all die. Love yep. it. Love it. Yep. It's it, that sacrifice, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I think that makes Luke stand out that much more is like he is this hope that they absolutely need because all of these people are sacrificing themselves because the empire is so bad that i think luke shines more somehow Mm -hmm. because he is needed like yeah they get the plans but he is still necessary to destroy the death star and so it's all to me connected i love the fact that they all uh die and then number two technically they made a very bold decision to make a cgi uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, right? Mm-hmm. Peter Cushing died like in the 90s. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's alive in Rogue One. Yep. Uh, and they CGI'd Carrie Fisher to make her look younger at the very end where she, uh, Princess Leia gets the plan. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about those maybe, that those decisions to CGI those two characters? Love them. Like, I think it, do you like it? I, I bought into it. Me when too. I was in, in the yeah. moment, in the moment of, of being in Rogue One, like, I was totally fine with it. I, I did not have a problem. I mean, you can tell. So you have, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can totally tell, but yeah. that was okay with me because the rest of the story arc was so compelling, leading me up to what I already knew was going to happen that I was, I didn't mind. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I saw it with my parents. Uh, oh, I saw it multiple times, but I saw it with my parents uh, once. And 
um, my parents had no idea that was CGI. They, right. You know, if you if you know filmed them, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, oh, Peter Cushing died years ago. Yeah. But if you don't, you're like, oh, how'd they get that guy back? Like, he was right. old back <laughs> in the seventies, you know. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah, so yeah. I think it totally works, and and um, a really great decision. So that's Rogue One. Solo. Joel, did you see Solo in theater? Have you not seen Solo? No. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, gosh. It's, it's on Netflix waiting for it's, us to yep, watch it. I moment. see it. It pops up on my... Gary's watched it. Okay. And he he said it was better than he thought it was going to be. I like Solo. I don't think it's this piece of garbage that a lot of people think right. it is. And I don't think it's this masterpiece either. I think it's a fine Star Wars movie. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I think uh, he does a good job. He's not Harrison Ford, which I think is probably why a lot of people stayed away from it or maybe don't like it is because he's just not Harrison. Um, but there's some cool stuff with Lando. Uh, Lando, uh, Donald Glover is, plays Lando. Yeah. That's cool. Um, the Chewie, where Han meets Chewie for the first time is a, probably the best scene in the movie. It's, cool. it's really cool. Um, it's, a, I think, a fun movie just to watch. Like, it's, it's not one of these movies where you, like, dig down deep and, like think about the themes of it and that sure. sort of thing but it's a fun star wars adventure right so i would highly encourage you guys to see it and i okay. now i know why uh it didn't make as much money it's just it. like it's there yeah, you know and yeah. it was like huh. well and it came out in may and not december so they didn't really do the best job of marketing it and getting people amped right. up for it right it came out i think three weeks after infinity war oh geez uh, and so it was getting eaten up by that so uh so those are the star wars stories so let's get to the biggies. The sequel trilogy in 2015, you have The Force Awakens, bringing back uh, the classic characters and introducing new ones. $936 million domestically. Crazy. Almost $1 billion in the United States alone. It is, that is still the number one American film ever. $2.06 billion worldwide. That sits at number four. Number three is Titanic. Number two is Avatar. And now number one is Avengers Endgame. Uh, those are the only four movies that ever gross $2 billion worldwide. And in 2017, you have The Last Jedi, 620 domestically and $1.33 billion worldwide. And you have in 2019 this year, you have The Rise of Skywalker coming out. So... Force Awakens is generally liked by most people. There's some criticism that it's too much like A New Hope and uh, the storyline's too familiar with this hero, uh, you know, hero's journey type thing. But generally, it's well-liked. Last Jedi, very controversial. <laughs> There's a segment of uh, the fandom and segment of, segment of the internet that hates The Last Jedi. Me. And hates Ryan John. Ooh, okay, here we go. Me. <laughs> okay, so uh, you want to start there, Joel? Sure. Okay, all right. Um, okay. So, The Force Awakens, I accepted. Um, I was intrigued by the new characters. I was intrigued by Rey. I was intrigued that Luke Skywalker was gone. Um, I was totally intrigued that there's another Sith Lord out there that could that's persuaded Kylo Ren away from, you know, the light. And there's just so, so much that they started out with. And then they have the character of Finn, and that now there's not clones anymore. And now there's, like, this background of who's fighting in the Stormtrooper uniforms now. And that was really cool. Um, And, you know, there's a connection between Rey and Kylo Ren and then, like, all that stuff. Like, I 
I, I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, and then The Last Jedi stopped telling the story. Okay, so you don't like the kind of one-off nature of, like, J.J. Abrams wrote and directed his movie, and then they brought on Ryan Johnson to write and direct his and movie. And he basically said, I'm not going to do... I'm going to do what I want. I'm okay, going to do what yeah, I want. Okay. And uh, I have a really big problem with that because the character development didn't go anywhere. Um, we, I think... I don't know whose idea it was, but I think they ruined... They ruined um, Luke Skywalker. They ruined... Um, they ruined his relationship to his sister and Han Solo, and I think they just pooped all over that. And then Finn's character didn't progress at all. Um, Ray's character really didn't progress at all. It was just holding place with filler action. There's this stupid general lady that comes on, doesn't <laughs> communicate with Poe. It's like, you are an idiot. And... Oof. I don't know if I just didn't like the actress, Laura Dern, yeah, in that role, or if it was the character in general. But I just thought they were—it was too campy, the whole thing. And then, oh, we have to go find some secret person on this, on this, on this planet that's abusing animals for sport. Let's free the animals. And then there's that Rose girl. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Finn's gonna get some help from this worker. Oh, she's still here. Oh, she's still, she and Finn are still hanging out. <laughs> oh, she, oh, oh, so, she's a character. So, um, there's a, I think a great moment at the end of Last Jedi with Finn where he finally, you mentioned like character progression, right? Yes, At the yes. end, he finally comes to terms with like, no, because like, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, he's like trying to figure out who he is. Right. Right. Like, should I be a stormtrooper? Should I be a rebel? Um, should I leave and just go my own thing? And by the end, he finally decides, no, I'm a rebel. I'm going to be with these guys, right? Right. Um, and he makes the decision to basically sacrifice himself. He flies in that ship at the uh, like hyperdrive gun right. thing. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people uh, who think that should have been like an Empire Strikes Back moment where Finn should have died at that point. What do you think about that? Um, As this symbol can, of the rebellion, he, sacrificing himself. Can he take Rose with him? Please. <laughs> That'd make me happy. Please. <laughs> it's just that he, they just made so many poor decisions. And then, oh, and I didn't even get to the, okay, the one thing I did like, I like Ray and Kylo Ren's connection. Mm -hmm. I think that is fascinating. Yeah, that part was the best part of the movie. Yeah. And then... I'm still hit, I'm still wrestling with Kylo Ren's character because we're so used I to I think he's the best character in the sequel trilogy. We're so used to the characters being struggling more and he's not struggling anymore. He's made the decision though. I'm I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. and then he killed but then he killed Snoke. That's his name, right? Yeah. I just want to call him Snopes, but I know that's the <laughs> online thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. All right, so Joelle's got a lot of thoughts here. I have so many thoughts. Mark. Mm -hmm. like, Tell me some thoughts, so, Mark. Okay. Uh, Force Awakens or Last Jedi, whatever you want to talk about. Okay. So I think that they should have stopped after Return of the Jedi. And here's why. 
Um, but they did stop. And then 30 years later, they decided to true. bring it back. I just love things like Lord of the Rings where they destroy the ring and then that's it. I mean, there's, there's still like collateral damage afterwards, but it's like that part is done. They won. They, there's a new age that begins in Middle Earth. Yeah. Harry Potter, they defeat Voldemort. Like Harry Potter, I know there's still like residual effects, but he can live his life and Hermione can live her life. It just feels like episode six ends with this triumph. Everyone's so ending. happy. And then 30 years later, it's like, what, we're back again? Like, they just had built a bigger Death Star that does more damage. It's like, what's happening? What was that whole point for? So I wish they would have just like wrapped it up and been like, we're going to keep Star Wars alive with Jedis. And like we said earlier, but no more Skywalkers. Like, let them win. Let Han Solo and Luke Skywalker win and, yeah. have, and go off into the sunset done is that reality though is because we have great moments in life and then 10 years True. later we're down in the dumps not everyone not uh, everyone. <laughs> yeah you're right. it, it just feels a little bit too much like um like ba- batman's my favorite superhero but like he can never win because there's going to be something else that yeah. comes down the line and so i kind of feel like it was a little cheap to be like What's, everyone knows Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Let's bring him back. I think the more bold move would have been to go off and do something. That's why Rogue One's so cool is because there's no Skywalkers really in Rogue yeah. One or, or Solos or anything, I thought. You know, so that's kind of my, my take on bringing the whole thing back. I, I, like Less Jet, I like Last Jedi more than most people Me too. Do. Um, everything you said, Joel, is spot on about Rose and about <laughs> all these things. Like, I, I'm with you. Um, I have a question for you guys, though. So, this is kind of a roundabout question. When Snape killed Dumbledore, did you think Snape was bad? No. Did you think, oh, no, I can't believe he's actually bad all along? You didn't. Did you think Snape was bad? I didn't either, no. Okay, me neither. Like, my wife was just devastated. But I said, he's all, Dumbledore told him to. He's doing the right thing. Is Kylo Ren the same thing? That's did, the that, that's the question. Did is, uh, Han Solo know? Like, I know you got to do this because you're deep. You're so deep undercover with these guys. I know you have to do it. That's I, I don't think. Conspiracy. Yeah, I think that is a. I think that's a theory that could certainly be, become true, and I'd be okay with that. But I don't think they've established that in the plot at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, Last Jedi says that Luke saw darkness in him and darkness was growing force awakens says that uh, snoke was trying to manipulate him uh and so you've got this very powerful luke says i've only seen this power one other time and it was with ben solo and um he wasn't scared as as much so you see this very powerful force user being pulled by snoke and being pulled by luke and he Luke tries to kill him in a moment of, you know, not fitting character yeah, whatever, motivation. Whatever it is, um, <laughs> and, not fit his character at all. And uh, and Ben turns, and so stupid. I I don't think they've established that in the plot. They've okay. established that he's a very very maybe the most powerful force user since Anakin, and. Uh, he's been pushed and pulled in various directions, and he chose the dark side. Uh, so if they come and if they come and say, "Nope, he's been a double agent the whole time," 
I'll go with it if they explain it well, but they haven't established that at all. Yeah, I'm worried because, like, he's the best thing. To me, Kylo Ren is just awesome. Like, I love, love, love him. Finn is kind of like meh for me. Rose is meh. Poe is meh. Like, they're kind of like, I'm not digging them, but I like Rey a lot, and I love Kylo Ren. And so, I mean, I hope this next movie is just pretty much about those two. Yeah, and every, every, like, Poe and everyone just kind of cast off. That'd make me... Fine. Go I'm wait. Fine with that. Go wait in a ship for um yeah. for the big battle. And then, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then come in at the yeah. end, and then yeah. we'll be good. But yeah, yeah Ray, Ray and Kylo Ren are easily the best two so characters. They got to double down on trilogy. that for this yeah. last one. Now, the, I, I've heard a lot of other people online mention like, well, what if Ray were to turn to the dark side? Because they hinted at that in uh, yeah. Last Jedi. Would you be on board for that? Like, I think it'd be an interesting twist. Like, they wouldn't take the protagonist. Of this trilogy and then Turner, would they? I well, think. Oh, uh, I would say if they would, it would. They, I would say it would only be a momentary turn in the movie, and that it would resolve that she would go back to, to the light okay. at, by the end. I would say if it, if they did it, I think it would have to, like you said, like she has to. We the, at our core, I still think, and I think Disney knows this too. We need a resolve, like you said. You, you we need that resolve. Mm-hmm. If this and, is number nine, and, and the this good guys is, have and the, to win, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, I think Disney still knows that. I think. Yeah. But after the last movie, I'm not so sure. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. I mean, this in your house. I see Darth Vader everywhere. If Darth Vader didn't turn good at the end, would you still have his stuff in your house? Like, is, is that, oh. is there part of you being like, he was actually a good guy all along, Mark, so that's, that's why I'm cool having things? That's Brilliant a, question. That's a deep question. Yeah. Um, I think the, the reason why he, like, is in my house, and probably in a lot of people's houses, yeah. is just the, the image, right? The iconography. That is, he's just, he just has a cool costume design and yeah, cool, yeah. You know, cool look to him. Um, so I think it's not like he became, like, this you know, amazing person, right? He realized his mistake and tried to make up for it, right? So it's not like he, be, it's not like this Ebenezer Scrooge turn where he oh, actually gets to right. live a life and be you're a good right. guy for the rest good of point. his life. Like, good point. he makes this choice to destroy the uh, the emperor and destroy himself in the process. And um, so we can see him in a different light, but uh, he may not live that way. Yeah. In people's memory. So I think he's just cool. Okay. <laughs> so, so I think that's why he's in my house so much. Got it. Got um, but uh, um, looking forward to episode nine, Rise of Skywalker, what do you guys, you guys want to see this happy ending, this resolution? Is there any particular moment, thing, character you want to see in Rise of Skywalker? Okay. So. I know for me, lightsabers, man. Lightsaber fight. I want to see an epic lightsaber fight. Yeah, we haven't really had that yet. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so there was the thing in, this is the thing in The Last Jedi that I didn't know what to do with. Um, uh, I only saw it once because I did not want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it Kylo Ren that says to Rey when they're having one of their psychic moments, like, you know who your parents are, you've always known... They're just nobody junk. Yeah, uh-huh. That just, is that's when they're that's when they she's captured right before they go before Snoke and he Snoke dies. Okay, so it's okay. not a so connection. It's not a connection, but he says together. he's the one that says yes. that. Okay. So then 
Okay, but it's so weird. I just really want to... I, I want there to be something really meaningful to who she is. Because I feel like they've been, they've been like, lifting that up since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then... But then in the last movie... She's nobody. She... Well, but then I'm like, is he lying to her to, like, manipulate her? Because he knew who she was. Or something, right? In the first movie, the girl. And then he was all, like, freaked out yeah. about a girl. Yeah, they hint at that. And again, that's kind of J.J. Abrams' right. go-to thing of, like, just right. drop in some mystery right. to things. Right, so yeah. then that's what I'm... I'm just... I think... Going back... So this is answering my question. Or answering your question earlier. The last Jedi whatever Disney allowed them to do in that, it ruined my palette for new canon. Because I feel like they did not, they did not require the story element to get carried through from what they had started with J.J. Abrams. It's like, I understand if a director wants to do their own thing, and I understand if they want to like take risks and, and have bold moves in a storyline. But not with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, not with... All those beautiful, all the beautiful mystery they set up in, in the La in the Force Awakens, and then they, uh, yeah, it they just they ruined my palette, so I don't care anymore. Oh wow! <laughs> like seriously, I'm like I I will go watch Rise of Skywalker, but at this point, I really don't care what happens. Interesting. Oh so, so Disney, that's why I'm so like. Interesting. Will you be there opening night? No. No, Mark. Will you be there opening night? The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I want, I won't, but I want to be. Okay. I want you to buy me a ticket whenever you go opening night. Buy me a <laughs> but, ticket, I'll watch it with you. But Spencer, you and I, Spencer, you and I have gone to see the last two. Yes. Together. Yes. I don't know if I can do it. Okay. I might drag Ooh. you there. Okay. <laughs> Cause that, but then I'm like, okay, well, I regret it. Do I want Disney to have this hold on my soul? If if no. uh, <laughs> if the premiere happens and like. People online and reviews and everything were like, "This is, this is it. This is the. This is what we were waiting for. This is the wrap up that everyone wants." And it's it's a great film. Does that hook you in? Uh, it depends who's saying it. Okay. If it's like Disney sponsored writers, then no. Well, I think their Rotten Tomato score for Last Jedi is like ninety seven. Yeah, like, it's pretty high. I don't know like, if it's that high, but it's pretty high. It's it's like it's in the nineties at least. Yeah. So. Which. I don't understand. <laughs> so that let's we've been pretty negative about the sequel trilogy. Like, give me your like top two or three things you like most about the sequel trilogy. I know for me, uh, Han Solo is my favorite character. So I think Harrison Ford really came to play in the force awakens. Uh, he knew he was finally getting his, uh, his death scene. And uh, I think he gives uh, his, it could possibly be his uh, best performance. Definitely his probably most fun performance as Han Solo. You want to go first? I'd love to go first. I I'd love to go first. Um, like we said, Kylo Ren is just like fantastic. Um, not only the character behind it and like his voice, like the Darth Vader voice is like iconic and mm -hmm. special. And I noticed this actually at Disneyland when my kids did the temple, Jedi temple experience, Vader and Ren were together and you'd hear Vader's voice and Kylo Ren's voice and I was like Kylo Ren's voice I think I maybe like it more and Vader's voice is so iconic but they just found a way to make Kylo Ren's voice so cool 
I like that he's kind of immature. Like when he smashes stuff in anger, I was like, that's kind of cool. He like, reminds me of Anakin. Yeah, right? yeah. So I dug that. Um, Last Jedi, I, like you said, I, I'm trying to think of positive things. Overall, I liked it though, but then you can pick it apart so much. It's kind of like, I, I can't think of anything really that positive from Last Jedi to take away from it. Can you? Oh yeah, I, I, okay. I like I like Last Jedi overall. There's there's a couple things I, I don't like. I think you can totally cut out Canto Bite, which is yeah. the casino okay, storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop that out, and it's Please. unnecessary. Um, I still I had major issues uh, when I saw it in the theater. Um, I still don't like it now, but it uh, doesn't bother me as much when Luke totally disregards the lightsaber and throws it over his shoulder. I hate that. Hated that moment yep. in the theater. Um, I love everything uh, on the island with Luke and Rey. With that Jedi temple and stuff. Uh, I think yeah. when he milks that. Yeah, it's, that, like that you get the sense creature. of what Luke has uh, what Luke has become, and I know you you guys don't necessarily like that, uh, but uh, I think it's Mark Hamill's best performance as Luke Skywalker. He's incredible at it, and he's said multiple times that he did not like the direction that Luke was going in, but he was gonna put 100% into the performance and I think you see that Uh, the uh, interactions with he and Ray are are great Uh, and the moment with uh, Leia uh, at the end even though he's not physically there uh, is is I think a great Star Wars moment Um, the twist that he is so powerful in the force that he's able to project himself across the galaxy is is awesome yes um and if you look at the the jedi as an order they're essentially a religious order um who are peace peacekeepers and they're pacifists by nature and that's the ultimate symbol of pacifism is like i'm not even gonna go to the fight (laughs) like i'm not even gonna show up like i think is uh a really cool idea um so yeah, I, Last Jedi is just kind of a mixed bag for me. It, I'm not a hater of it. I'm not a lover of it by any means either. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in the middle for me, and I I totally get the arguments kind of both both ways. Um, but yeah, there's uh, it's a very simple plot, which is weird to me that it's essentially Battlestar Galactica where the ships are running out of fuel and yep. they're trying to run away, and it, that part is kind of weird to me. Um, but uh, I said Rogue One is probably my favorite of the new era. I think I might like The Force Awakens the most, though. It just makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seeing Han back, seeing Chewie back, seeing the... Uh, I think the, the, the reveal of the Falcon, where it's like, you know, the garbage will do, and the camera pans to the Falcon, is I got probably the biggest cheer moment uh, on opening night when I, when I saw it, but... Um, there's some awesome stuff in, in the sequel trilogy and, and some controversial stuff that is hard to process. So uh, my hope is that Rise of Skywalker kind of uh, puts things together. So And I think bringing Palpatine back is uh, I just, on the road to getting there. To, I think that's going to bring everything together. Can so. I ask you then both, what do you think... Okay, so... I feel like the titles of this trilogy have been kind of strange. I mean, The Force Awakens made sense because we're like, oh, there's been pretty much no Jedi, no yeah. Sith. So mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. Yes. Oh, the Force is, more people are connecting to the Force. 
The Last Jedi. Who is it? And then, what do you think about the title The Rise of Skywalker? Because it, to me, does not make sense. Okay, so can, can I take Go this? Go for it, yes. Okay, so Last Jedi, I, I, they pinpoint that it is Luke, but I love the fact, because you don't like how they treated Luke in Last Jedi, right? Right. Well, I mean, I'd have to watch it again, but my initial reaction was no. The by the end of the movie, he's kind of the old Luke again. Yes. He says, "I am not the last Jedi. This is not the end of the rebellion. Like things are reborn again." So, like he went through this dark period, and then because of Rey, he comes out of it. Right. But then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Um, when it comes to the, that, that title, I think it's the symbol that possibly he's the last of kind of the kind of the old version of the Jedi, and Ray's going to pick it up. The Rise of Skywalker, the reigning theory is that this this Ray is not going to become a quote unquote Jedi, but she's going to take the mantle of a Skywalker. That makes and sense. And Force users from now on are going to be called Skywalkers instead of like Jedi or Sith or whatever. So that's kind of a theory online. I don't okay. know if that's really true. There's other people who think like Anakin's going to come back and all this stuff. So I don't know. It's it's again it goes to I think JJ Abrams like mystery box idea of like I'm going to drop this title here and you guys debate it online for a year. Right, cuz it's like <laughs> The rise of Skywalker. Because so. it should be like the end, right? Instead of the rise of Skywalker, because it's the last. Yeah. It's they're they're billing this as the end of the Skywalker saga, so it should be yeah. like the end of the Skywalkers or something. But it's the rise. So the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, like a beginning instead of an end. Because I, I don't. Based on what the last movie did, I just don't get it. And I maybe that's why I'm so frustrated, is because I'm usually really good at like taking, taking the pieces of information and creating creating a, a potential plot um, and then I get you know some of it right and some of it mm-hmm. wrong but with this one I have no idea what to do like I have no idea what to I have nothing <laughs> I got nothing do you think that they sat down in 2014 and like outlined everything no oh no no way that's insane to me yeah. how could they not do that I and I agree I, I you've seen the you've mentioned this before is like You've got the MCU and Kevin Feige, and they just they map out everything, and, yeah. and, and they allow for adjustments and changes, sure, like sure. like when uh, they made the deal with Sony to bring Spider-Man in, like they didn't have that planned, but they they adjusted. And mm-hmm. I can't believe they would just like, oh yeah, it and blows I think, my mind. And I think that's what I think that's what deep down I know is different. When Whereas I was even Lucas, deep down, Lucas knew where everything was like going. what we talked about last episode, like. He had drafts and drafts yeah. and drafts. Well, his episode seven draft was going to lean in on the midi-chlorians. Boo. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. So. Um, so. But he had at least had it written down yeah. ahead of time yeah. so that people could say, let's not do that. Yeah. So that's our discussion on the sequel trilogy. Our hopes are that uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker can bring it home. Come on, Disney. And in the Skywalker saga. So. We're going to get to our last part uh, today. We're going long, so we're going to try to wrap this up quickly. But we're going to look at the future of Star Wars uh, uh, going forward. 
And so Star Wars Resistance has had one season. It's another animated series that takes place like a year before Force Awakens. Poe is in it and BB-8's in it and stuff like that. Um, Lucasfilm and, and Disney in general is leaning in heavily to Disney Plus, their streaming service. Uh, by the time this episode airs, Disney Plus might be out. I'm not sure yeah, yet. Maybe. Uh, but uh, The Mandalorian uh, will have season one. They're developing a Cassian Andor series from Rogue One. Uh, there's a big rumor that they're going to have a Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor uh, as well. Uh, we're getting several more Star Wars films uh, in 2022, 24, and 26. These are the ones rumored to be Benioff and Weiss's, possibly doing an Old Republic trilogy. Um, Ryan Johnson has this announced trilogy out there as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you see the trailer for Knives Out, Ryan Johnson's new movie? No. no. Oh, it looks good. It's oh, like wait, a, yes. It's like yes, a clue thing with Daniel looked, Craig. Yeah. That looked really funny. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's okay. Like, you can, you can do, he can do movies like that. <laughs> and he, he directed the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. Have you seen Breaking Bad? The Fly. Breaking yeah, Bad? the Fly yeah, yeah. one, right? Well, Ozymandias, which yeah. is like the second to last yeah. one. It's like maybe the best episode of TV ever, you know, he directed. So he's he's got talent. But... Oh, yeah. No, I, I think he has talent. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Galaxy's Edge is out there. I've been there, and these two haven't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's, let's talk about kind of the future of Star Wars, what you guys are looking for, if any of this stuff interests you. And then get our final thoughts as we wrap up the episode. Well, question for you. I know who Castian Andor is. Okay. So I know like what that show would be about. What's the Mandalorian? Never even heard of that word before. Okay, oh. so a Mandalorian. So Mandalore is a planet uh, of warriors, uh, and Boba Fett's armor is Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, so uh, there are several Mandalorian characters on, especially Clone Wars Clone and Rebels. Wars. Okay. One of the main characters on Rebels is Mandalorian. Um, so, um, the Mandalorian takes place, I think they've said a year or a couple years after Return of the Jedi, and it's mm. getting the state of the galaxy, like, after the, after the rebellion has won and they're trying to start up the New Republic and all mm. this stuff. Um, but Pedro Pascal, uh, is the Mandalorian, he's behind the helmet, he's not playing Boba Fett, he's not Boba Fett. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's supposed to be kind of this, uh, uh, kind of grim, kind of down-and-dirty, bounty hunter uh, kind of show. Got it. Uh, so uh, John Favreau created it and wrote most of the scripts for it, and then Dave Filoni uh, is kind of in the writer's room as well. He's directing the pilot. Um, Taika Watiti, who you like. I love him. Is directing one of the episodes. Excellent. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is directing oh, really? one of the episodes wow, as okay. well. Yeah. okay. Um, so that's The Mandalorian. Cassian Andor... He died in Rogue One. Yes, yeah. So it's yeah. a prequel. It's about like yeah. it's supposed to be like a spy show, and it's with the showrunners of the Americans. Oh, oh seriously? Yeah, that could be the best one. Yeah, actually. Like, oh, like Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that is that cool? Is that funny robot with him? Yes. Okay, that guy's fun. <laughs> I like him. What's his name? K two S O. Yes, yes, yeah. I like him a lot. Um, so, are you interested in? Are you gonna get Disney Plus? 100%. Are you going to watch the Star Wars content on Disney Plus? 100%. Okay. Yes. I, I'll get on. A, I feel like Clone Wars and Rebels are just, just too much. You know, like it'd be too big of a endeavor to watch them all. But if I can jump in at the same time as everyone else and be part of the conversation, 100%. Cool. Mm. Same question, Joel. Are you going to get Disney Plus and uh, I don't know. It depends watch the shows? how much it's going to be a month. They've announced six ninety nine. 
as like the basic package, but I have a hunch it'll be... To get shows like this will be... Okay, so, and then, because um, I, I, I've heard of the Disney Plus, but I haven't looked into it at all. So, like, the the Benioff Weiss Old Republic, so are they going to have, like, are they doing, like, a Disney Plus and then, like, Disney Plus, like, Mature? So those are going to be theatrical movies. Oh, these the are... The Benioff and Weiss ones are going to be theatrical, yeah. Okay, I thought this was still going to be on Disney. No, Would those you... are going to be okay. in the theater. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, I don't really see Disney Plus running <laughs> yeah. a Benioff Weiss thing for their family for kids, package. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. So okay. Disney now owns Hulu, so I think they're going to bundle Hulu into Disney Plus, so you could throw okay. some more mature content on there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. But yeah, those are going to be theatrical. So, Benny, so Benioff and Weiss will be working with Disney to make... Old Republic. Well, that's a rumor. They haven't announced it. All they've announced is that Benioff and Weiss are working on a series of films. Star Wars films. Gotcha. And a lot of people think that the reason why the final season of Game of Thrones isn't as good is because they were more focused on Star Wars than Game of Thrones. But that's just a rumor. That's just for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, any interest in... uh, Well, what about Galaxy's Edge, Joel? Do you want to go? I do. Like, I do. I think I need to go to get my my passion back. Okay. And to kind of and merge. Live it. Yeah, I need to I need to do that because like I said, my palate was very destroyed by Anyway, so I think I I think that's why I'm doing the sweepstakes. I really want to go <laughs> because I think it'd be good for me. Mark, we're yeah. a, we're a Disney podcast. Yeah. Uh and Disney now owns Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Does Star Wars fit the Disney brand? That's a great question. I would say... Ooh. I kind of almost say no. Like, I feel like I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but it feels like I wouldn't tell myself I'm in Disneyland. I think... If we look at the original vision of Star Wars, and according to George Lucas, it's this is for kids, and it's yeah, for, it's a coming of age story for kids, and it's about inherent good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it does work. Yeah. But if you look at some of this content that they've rolled out, like the movies, Rogue One is is pretty dark as far as uh, everyone dies. Last Jedi is really dark uh, thematically. It is. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where they take it in the future. And I mean, Benioff and Weiss are known for a very, very <laughs> grim subject matter, totally. a very mature subject matter. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, unfolds uh, in the future. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, as a mild Star Wars fan, you just spent about an hour and a half in two episodes for two episodes with like three hours talking Star Wars. How was that? I liked it. I I came away thinking like. There are certain things that I wish I was... A, like, talking about the Clone Wars made me wish I was in it from the beginning. I just know me. I'm, I'm not going to go back and watch it. But, like, it was cool. And it, it, I don't know if it made me more of a fan, but it made me appreciate more. Like, like you guys were talking about books that I had <laughs> no clue what any names you're talking about. But it was kind of cool to, like, see how into it you guys were. Cool. All right. Uh, well, Mark, uh, thank you, and we thank uh, our guest for two episodes talking yeah, about thank her you. Star Wars fandom. Thank you. So thank you, Joel, and thank you, Mark. All uh, right. Thank you all for listening. Okay. See ya. <laughs>